Okay, so uh, back at it. We are back at it. Welcome back to another edition of the Pistols Firing Podcast. I am Carson Cunningham. The Big 12 may be dead as we know it, so we're going to bring on Marshall Scott from PFB. You know him well. Marshall, how are you doing today? I am confused. I am. I, I don't know if confused is the right word. I'm stunned, I think is a better word. Um, I think we all kind of, the writing has been on the wall for a really long time in this, but it, it just seems like now it's moving at a pace none of us were expecting. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, we're going to break down all the, the conference realignment talk. Obviously, the big report this week that we're going to discuss, OU and Texas have uh, moved to go to the, the SEC. It appears like that is likely going to happen. There's a lot of moving parts involved, which we'll discuss. But first, let's hear from Chris's University Spirit, your one-stop cowboy shop. Be sure to shop at chrisuniversityspirit.com. I'm sure they'll be printing, you know, Pac-12 champion t-shirts or ACC division champion t-shirts in the very near future. But uh, if you want to get like a relic uh, gift, just get it, go to Chris's and get some big 12 gear. Cause uh, I don't think they're going to be selling it much longer, but we do appreciate Chris's sponsoring the pod wherever and whenever they the OSU moves to a different conference, they'll, they'll be right there and they'll move on down the road with Oklahoma state like they have for so many years. So we appreciate Chris's and uh, Marshall, I guess let's just start there. This report drops where OU and Texas have moved to join the sec. They can't do that until I believe the 2024, 2025, whenever the PB rights end in 25, I believe. And uh, this would just send shockwaves, not only throughout the sport of college football, but just man, a direct impact to Oklahoma state's future. Yeah, it, you know, for, for a little bit now, it kind of seemed like the Big 12, you know, was kind of like crawling up the power rankings, like, hey, maybe this is a better conference. Uh, maybe it's in a better standing than like the Pac-12 per se. Uh, but but then, you know, this would be like the Pac-12 losing, you know, USC, UCLA, and Oregon, and all deciding that they're going elsewhere. So it is, yeah, for Oklahoma State, it, it's kind of like the worst case scenario in that, you know, the SEC already has a ton of teams in it. Um, you would imagine that the SEC would want to stay at an even number of teams. So then if Oklahoma State were to somehow work its way into this deal, then all of a sudden the SEC is going to have to add another team. And that seems kind of ridiculous that they'd add that they'd be up to what, like 18 teams at that point. So that, that does seem like a little bit ridiculous. And that's why it's kind of the worst case scenario for Oklahoma State, because they don't geographically really fit anywhere but the Big 12. And if that's, you know, kaput because of um, Oklahoma and Texas leaving, then, then, you know, that's not an option. And then if the SEC is, you know, full to an extent, then that's not an option. So then it's like, okay, is, is, is it the PAC 12, um, which, you know, fans aren't going to be able to travel to games out there. Um, the big 10, obviously known for its, its academics and, and Oklahoma state kind of not, not even academically, but she kind of doesn't really fit with the big 10. Um, and then the ACC, which is, is kind of like the opposite of the PAC 12 and you, which you're going, uh, the other direction where, you know, a lot of fans aren't going to be able to travel after that. So it, it's kind of like the worst case scenario for Oklahoma State kind of geographically. And and yeah, like I said, I've just been stunned these last few days. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And, and, and you're right. It, it kind of feels like this happened out of the blue because I do feel like the Big 12 really had found its footing with its television contract with Fox and ESPN. All the teams were making good money. That's why they didn't want to add two more teams and split the pie. The Pac-12 is is dead essentially. They're they're a non-factor, and I don't know. It's it's kind of crazy. And I always kind of when it first came about back in 2010, 
I was all for it because I was selfish and I was in the media and I wanted to go to like Palo Alto, California and UCLA instead of driving to Manhattan, Kansas. But when it didn't happen, looking back, I'm, I was very relieved because as I just mentioned, the Pac-12 is an irrelevant football conference and just you need to have a conference in the middle of the country. Like just, you have to have that. You got a West Coast conference and East Coast, like you mentioned with the ACC, the South with the SEC, just it makes geographic sense for the, for the sport in general. But I don't know how it's sustainable if OU and Texas leave. I mean, it, they've been hanging on by a thread. And I just think, Marshall, that the Big 12 really has dropped the ball with their TV deals. I mean, this is what it all comes down to, is OU's looking at the cash machine that the SEC will bring them. And also, I mean, the cash machine with the name, image, and likeness stuff for their players. I mean, they're going to make more money playing in a super conference. That's just plain and simple. The OU's home conference stinks because they don't have the OU Texas game every year. They've tried to add a marquee non-conference game, but I know several people that have dropped their OU season tickets because it's not worth going to the games because they, they win every game by 40 at home against, you know, West Virginia and tech. That's not exactly very exciting for the fans. So it makes a lot of sense for me from Oklahoma standpoint, but for OSU Marshall, what would you say would be the best case scenario for them moving forward? So I put in a lot of thought in this and I think like this, this sounds like crazy talk, but I think I would prefer just because we've talked about the middle America needs a football conference. I think I would prefer the big 12 to somehow stay intact. Now they would definitely need to add. And I don't even think adding two would work because you're losing your two big brands. So I think you need to like fill up as much as possible. So I think returning to 12, um, I'm, I'm working on something for the site on this, but I think, you know, adding Houston, adding SMU. Um, I, I don't think you're going to be able to pull a, another power. I don't think another power five would be willing to jump on this, you know, seemingly sinking ship. So I think you'd have to, to, to build it with group of five teams. So, you know, BYU is always in the conversation. Boise state's always in the conversation. Uh, I even say, you know, maybe look at like North Dakota state who's in a weird spot where they don't really want to jump to a group of five conference. Cause that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense for them. They're winning national championships. So maybe they would want to jump to, to a big 12 like this. So I think that would be my first um, want. Now, is that realistic at this point? I don't really think so. And the more I've thought it, I just, I don't like the idea of the big 10 because Nebraska's kind of proved that that might not work very well. And honestly, a lot of the, the, the former big 12 teams that have left haven't fared particularly well in their new spots. So I think, yeah, I don't think you have to worry about the big 10 with OSU. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I think if it's, if the big 12 doesn't somehow stay together, which honestly, seems like the most likely scenario at this point i think i've been talked into to the pac-12 chatter and i i know we talked about it's an irrelevant football conference and it, it has been but you know usc ucla oregon they're always going to need a place they're not going to be moving to the sec i don't think anytime soon because that would be a you know geographical nightmare um, and then somebody in the chamber mentioned you know maybe splitting the uh, the pac-12 divisions up you know east and west instead of the north and south they are here now so that would put you know, Oklahoma State in division with Colorado, Utah, the the Arizona schools. So maybe that, you know, blunts the the tra uh, travel costs maybe a little bit. But but yeah, there there's just not a really right answer because of the geographical struggles that we've talked about. Yeah, I, that actually sounds really appealing to me. The West, the West versus the the East and the Pac-12. Those would be some some marquee scheduling games as opposed to you know going to Ames Iowa and Manhattan Kansas for my opinion 
there is a way to save the little 12. I'm calling it the little 12. If OU and Texas leave, it's just, that's just what it is. I, I do like your idea of adding more Texas schools. Houston has proven themselves as a football school. SMU has been on the rise. I think that would upset teams like Baylor and TCU. But at this point, do they want to save the league or not? Like, yeah. cause that's, that's what you got to do guys. Like I know that's going to elevate them, but once upon a time, the big 12 elevated TCU, you know, from the mountain West. And it's been, it's been just fine for the conference. So I think that is one way to save it. I would still like to kick the tires on Arizona and Arizona state and just hammer them on the fact that the PAC 12 is, is not relevant nationally. I mean, they're, they're out there on the West coast. They're kind of an afterthought. I think those Arizona schools, they're not as, they're not as deeply rooted and tied into the Pac-12 as some of those other schools, like like a UCLA and USC. I do wonder if you could sell them on the TV deal with the Big 12. I think it's better than the Pac-12s. I'd have to reread over all those things, but the Pac-12 really has been struggling financially. They they just got rid of their commissioner, Larry Scott, for all those reasons I just listed. So I would I would love to add Arizona and Arizona State, and if you if you could convince them, I'm, I'm dubious you could. But I would definitely try that to get back to ten, and then I think I would I would not stop there. I'd at least try to get to get to twelve and get you know SMU and, and Houston. I think it's a good idea by you. And I think it'd still be the little twelve, but you'd be again in the, in the right time zone. It wouldn't be near that the hectic travel schedule with the ACC or Pac-12. That would be my first my first goal if I was OSU and, and the remaining schools. Yeah, and the thing with Houston is it's already like enrollment wise, it's a big school. So there's, you know, a lot of alums. Um, and then, so whenever Tom Herman was the coach, um, Houston worked a, a, an agreement into his contract that, you know, if um, Houston were to get invited to a power five league while he was the coach, he would get, you know, this bonus. And that's the same thing in Dana Holgerson's contract. So Houston's kind of posturing, I guess you could say for, for a move up. So I think that makes a lot of sense. And honestly, you know, we say that, you know, Baylor and, and TCU would be upset with adding more Texas schools, but I, I think that, you know, it kind of adds a little bit more intrigue, a little more, you know, SMU and TCU, that's a, that's a big rivalry. I, I think that, that they could benefit from having that, you know, um, you know, playing each other two times a year in basketball, um, t- uh, TCU and SMU already play in, in football, if not every year, pretty, pretty close to it. So, yeah, it, it's not none of these uh, scenarios are really ideal for the big 12 but I, I think if you're you're gonna go that route I think that's the way to do it and with as far as the Arizona schools go I I, I get what you're saying that the you know the Pac-12 again it's it's not they're doing the best financially but um you know with I, I keep comparing the big 12 to like a sinking ship I don't know that you know Arizona Arizona State would want to come hang out with you know Oklahoma State and Iowa State as opposed to <laughs> the USC's the the Oregon's and the UCLA so uh, it's just like bad footing almost. So I don't know. None of these scenarios, like we've talked about, none of these scenarios have, have really worked. You, I think you mentioned yesterday that, that you kind of like the ACC. Has that, has that dream gone, gone away? Well, I didn't realize that the ACC already had 15 football schools. Yeah, it's already pretty big. They can only add one to get to the 16 super conference. And to me, it's a no-brainer for them to add West Virginia. I mean – absolutely. And I know OSU fans listening to this, like, we're better than West Virginia. That's true. But, I mean, West Virginia won an Orange Bowl not that long ago. I mean, they have a they have a probably stronger overall history than Oklahoma State, dating back to the, you know, all the way back to the 70s. And they just make geographic sense. They make basketball sense totally with their basketball program as well. That, to me, that's a no-brainer. And I don't think they would add OSU over West Virginia. So, once I realized that, 
that dream has died. But Marshall, I was having dreams of of Mike Boynton going into Cameron Indoor and winning. Uh, that was that yeah. was pr- that was pretty fun too. And I think that's a conference in football that that Mike Gundy could have a lot of success in. But I just I don't think with the 15 already they can make it happen. Yeah, and then again geographically, like your your closest games there are like Louisville, maybe Florida State. So that that's just that's that's a rough. If any fans are going to want to drive to to those games, that's a that's a rough commute. But yeah, it's so it's so tough. Yeah, the, the idea of you know Duke and North Carolina and basketball would be fun. You know who's really I'm sure sweating right now is Kansas because Kansas basketball it's the you know the university's only redeeming quality it seems like at this point. And now they've got all these, you know, kind of investigations looming. Are, are they going to get hit hard? Are they not? This would be a terrible time for them to get hit hard because if your basketball program's all of a sudden, you know, not that big a deal, nobody's going to want to take your football pr- program anywhere. So I imagine the, uh, the fine folk at, in, in the Kansas offices are, are really sweating right now. Well, I hadn't even thought about the, the NCAA sanctions that could be coming down the pipe because, you know, Kansas was – they were going to be in like the Mountain West back in 2010. Their basketball program was getting them nowhere because it was all about football. It was all about the television dollars of football. This time around, though, even with those sanctions looming, I do think, you know, the Big Ten's going to have to keep up with the SEC. The ACC is going to have to keep up. I do think Kansas and you know how how much those snobs up in the Big Ten love their academics. I do think Kansas is a natural fit for the Big Ten. I still don't understand why Missouri didn't go to the Big Ten. Uh, I would love to see Missouri and Kansas end up in the Big Ten and open up a spot for Oklahoma State because Missouri offers the SEC virtually nothing. They're a they're a very mediocre overall athletic department. I mean, they, they had only won, I think, I believe, the only Big 12 regular season conference championship they won was in softball. They won one Big 12 basketball tournament their last year as a member of the Big 12. They offer nothing athletics-wise. And certainly they don't offer anything television dollars-wise. If I was the SEC, I would. I think you brought this up on Twitter. Can, can they kick out Missouri? I don't think they can mm-hmm. do that. Uh, I'd have to I have to go more in depth on those, those contracts and things of that nature. But I don't see them booting it, a Missouri. But I do think Kansas will be able to land on their feet this time around because the other conferences have to keep up. Yeah, and kind of like you mentioned, I tweeted this out yesterday. It's I, I've seen a lot of okay, we'll just have the SEC get rid of a school, and I was like, I don't know if that they could legally do that. You know, I forget is it Vanderbilt or Wake Forest? I get those two mixed up. One of those is in the SEC. It's Vanderbilt, right? Vandy, yeah. Yeah, it's like that. That doesn't really feel like an SEC school. Um, so, but they couldn't just say, hey, Vanderbilt, like you're not a part of us anymore. I I imagine that there would be you know a lot of lawsuits filed in terms of that. So. You know, everybody's saying, hey, why didn't the SEC just kick somebody out and add Oklahoma State? I don't know that it's it, it's certainly not that simple, but no, man, this, this is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And I don't think I think it's happening because all you got to do is look at OU's non-denial statement they put out. And then Oklahoma State released this statement saying, quote, we have heard unconfirmed reports that OU and UT approached Southeastern Conference officials about joining the SEC. We are gathering information. We'll monitor it closely, blah, blah, blah. If true, we would be gravely disappointed. While we place a premium on history, loyalty, and trust, be assured we will aggressively defend and advance what is best for Oklahoma State and our strong athletic program, which continues to excel in the Big 12 and nationally. That sounds like a whole lot of F-U-O-U. How could you do this to us? (laughs) 
Yeah, that's it's very stern. I think is a good word for it. In, in that you, you know you kind of like that from most of you that they're not you know they, they kind of understand the position that they're in, um, but they're not gonna you know be happy about it. And I think that's that's a lot of I, I think you know if you're an Oklahoma State fan, you can you can be happy about that. But what a what an interesting first you know month or so it's been for for Chad Weiberg. I'm sure uh, somebody made this joke, and I think it was the former, maybe he's in a text group. I mean that that Mike Holder's probably sitting out at Karsten, you know, drinking a mimosa today. Just thank, saying, thank goodness I don't have to deal with that right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, tough, <laughs> tough opening month of, of work for Chad Weiberg. I mean, this is a huge headache. Um, so Oklahoma State, I do think they have come a long way, Marshall, in terms of their football program, the stadium, their success, certainly. And I do think in some ways – if it gets if it gets to the point where they're trying to get into the Pac-12, you know that's a conference that really looks and really trumpets, you know, all of their sports uh, competing. Like you know, the, they're always up there in the, the what is it, the Capital One Cup for all the sports and how successful they are. Yeah, I do think the overall wellness of Oklahoma State's athletic department, besides football, which OSU trumpeted in that in that release, I do think that will help them with the Pac-12. I just, I just don't know what their options are. Will the Pac-12 be willing to expand? Could they, could they, could the little 12 get Colorado to come back to the table? I don't know. I, I just think, I think you were right in that schools like Nebraska and Colorado and, and, and Arkansas schools that are already in these conferences that are established. I don't know if they're going to sign up for the little 12. That's, that's my, that's my big concern moving forward. Yeah, and again, the thing with the Pac-12 is the travel is going to be so rough. I remember sitting in, um, it was a few years ago, um, in a press conference with uh, Bob Huggins, who he was asked about, you know, I, I think they were on like a back-to-back, um, maybe a, a Friday, Sunday, where they were on the road, maybe is like Lubbock, Stillwater. And he was like, hey, they've got to figure out something with this because this is like not healthy for our student-athletes. So, you know, you just think of all of the baseball yeah. games and all the softball games and – in school it's not feasible the the nine o'clock kickoffs in football that's just not it's not feasible is it no and and this is getting totally off topic but i I think hopefully in this round maybe maybe you know these conferences go away from from putting numbers on things um because it it has just not worked out to this point i i think somebody mentioned in the chamber bringing back the the term the southwest conference you know that would that'd be a little fun yeah we get some throwback gear out i'm Mm -hmm. i the more I think about it, like, I just don't know how salvageable the little 12 is. I just don't. I think you, you're best off trying to go to the Pac-12, trying to go to the ACC some in some way, some form or fashion. But, I mean, when this all came about, Marshall, like, I was very dubious because the Big 12 has been very, 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 very good for Oklahoma. They get to keep trumpeting all their conference championships. They're getting in the playoff every single year, essentially. But this really comes down to money. I mean, it's it's plain and simple. This is a money, money, money grab. And I think the Big 12 really dropped the ball with their TV deal. I mean, we all remember Joe Castiglione uh, basically going public with how frustrated he was with all the 11 a.m. kickoffs and the, and the Fox deal that they have. So I just, I don't, I think this is a money grab. And here's a stat from um, Kerry Murdoch, who covers Oklahoma for Sooner Scoop. He said, why would OU want to go to the SEC? Well, the CBS SEC Game of the Week contract was bought by ESPN for $3 billion over 10 years. The current Big 12 contract on ESPN and Fox is paying out $2.6 billion, 
And that's for every freaking Big 12 game on TV. So just, just their game of the week is worth more TV money than the entire Big 12 conference TV deal. That, that tells you all you need to know. It's a money grab. Yeah. And it, it feels like, you know, Oklahoma, Joe Castiglione, and the Big 12 have kind of been playing chicken for a while now. Um, and, you know, OU, and to an extent Texas as well, has kind of always known that they were, they were in charge of how things were going to go. Um, and, and it's just really unfortunate that, you know, that this kind of how it's breaking for, for the Big 12. But I, I, I can see both parties' arguments. Obviously, OU says, hey, you know, we don't like that we're playing at 11 a.m. We don't like that, you know, we're not making as much money as these other conferences. And then I can see, you know, the, the big 12's argument and that they're trying to keep all these, these 10 teams happy. You know, they, they haven't expanded um, to try and keep those, those pieces of the pie bigger for everybody else. But man, it, it's all coming to a head now. Um, you know, kind of going back to the PAC 12 thing, I guess you, you'd probably, the PAC 12 would probably also add tech. Um, that, that would make some, some lick of sense, I guess, being, you know, the furthest West big 12 team. So I guess that's another, that's going to be your closest game is a, is a drive out to Lubbock, but. That yeah. makes sense. I mean, yeah. so who, who would the PAC 12 extend offers to theoretically? It would be Oklahoma state, heck TCU or wait, I'm sorry. They're already at, they're already at 12. So that would be 14 with, with tech and OSU TCU and Baylor. Yeah. But then the, the issue with, because we've talked about how the PAC 12 is kind of struggling financially is like, you don't want to keep cutting, you know, those slices of the pie for everybody else. So I, I think maybe they would just add two. Um, I guess it's like, at that point, it's like, is it tech really? This, I, I feel like Oklahoma state is for the PAC 12 um, of the teams that would be left in the big 12. I feel like Oklahoma state is the, for sure, you know, kind of number one draft pick um, per se. I'm not exactly sure who number two would be, um, but you'd think that they would want to add, you know, a, a, another group, but. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's one thing I think for everyone listening that they can take solace in. All the schools remaining in, in the Big 12, it should OU and Texas leave. I do think OSU would be the number one pick. And, and let's face it, I just mentioned ACC, the Big 10, and the Pac-12, they're going to have to keep up with the SEC. They're going to have to go to 16, and they got to add somebody. So I do think that's encouraging. I do think Oklahoma State would be among the first on the list. Now, the one caveat here is the Big Ten. Are they going to be snooty and snotty and about academics? Or are they going to try and keep up with football? I think adding Oklahoma State would make a lot of sense since they already have Nebraska kind of dipping further into the south. Um, but I do think that's one thing, Marshall, don't you, that, that OSU will be in good standing with, with somebody? Yeah, and I even think, you know, again, we don't really think that it's feasible at this point, but I, I think it's fun to imagine, you know, the Big 12 staying together and Oklahoma State kind of being the, the top dog, um, per se. Uh, I think that's like a fun fun brain exercise. But yeah, as far as, you know, I imagine the Big Ten would not only want to add, you know, Oklahoma State's football program, but, but the basketball program as well under Mike Boynton. You know, they're going to have the number one draft pick this year. So I, I think that adds some value. And then obviously we've talked about all the other sports that they're, they're good in. Um, but to, yeah, I just don't like the fit of the Big 12. It, it, I don't like the cold uh, or of the, the Big Ten. I don't like the cold, so... I don't either. That's, that, Keep me south of the Mason-Dixon line, please. Yeah, it's a, it's it's also interesting. I had another point that I just totally blanked out on as I'm just looking at all of these different conference maps trying to. Well, to while you, while you something. Th- well, why don't you why don't you think of that while I bring this up? I do think if you're talking about saving the little twelve. I do think the twelve team playoff format 
is something that I think they wouldn't just totally dip into irrelevance. If they're, if they're still included in that as a conference champion, I do think that's a way, cause they I mean, they, they're going to have 12 spots. Like they're not just going to add six sec teams, although I'm sure they'll try. Uh, I don't think it's just going to be solely the sec and big 10 invitational. They got to add teams from the rest of the rest of the part of the rest of the country. So I do think, and I think that's another reason why Oklahoma and Texas are willing to make this move now with the 12 team playoff, because it's not nearly as important to win your conference with a 12 team playoff. Just have a good season, win 10, 11 games, and boom, you're, you're playing for a national championship every single year. And so if OSU does stay and, and can dominate the little 12 or just, you know, keep doing what they're doing in the little 12 without Oklahoma, they'll be atop the league if, if history tells us anything. So I do think that's that's one incentive to stay, Marshall, don't you? That, you know, that with the 12-team playoff, they're not just going to be totally shut out in the dark like they would be in a four-team. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the you know, the blueprints kind of for, for that 12-team playoff even involve, you know, letting the a, a group of five champion in. So I'm not saying that the, the Big 12 would divulge into, I don't know, it'd be in some weird middle ground between, you know, a power five and a group of five conference. It might be a group of five. Let's yeah, be honest. So, it might. So, um, but, but you would think that, you know, Oklahoma state would, you know, with its history um, would kind of be the, the Alabama per se, the, the, the premier helmet sticker um, of the, the group of five. So yeah, it, it is still possible. Again, I just, I'm not sure how likely it is because I think, you know, if this starts to, to kind of break off like this, I think, you know, Iowa state's probably going to be like, Hey, could we get into the big 10? Um, West Virginia is going to be like, can we get in the Big Ten or the ACC? The ACC is obviously the, the better fit. So I think, you know, if this happens, a lot of different, a lot of these schools are going to kind of, you know, go test the waters elsewhere and kind of see what's what's going to happen. And I think it's going to take a lot to, to kind of keep um, the Big 12 together, which again, I think is such a shame because uh, America needs a conference in the middle of it. You know, this is really like football country. Um, and it just feels like a shame to, to, to be moving out. Do you know who the most upset teams are with all of this? One's from the Big 12, one's from the SEC. Um, that Texas A&M. I think that was the point I was going to bring up is how ridiculous Texas A&M's being. Um, the Big 12. Uh, Baylor? Um, you could argue them too. I was going to go with Iowa State. They're sitting there going, are you kidding me, OU in Texas? We finally get good at football and you bounce. We're finally able to like beat you guys and you're out like for the first time in our history. And they'll, they'll be one of the teams kind of, I think, left wanting uh, when it comes to conference realignment. But no, I mean, a and is going to vote against this because they want to be the only school from Texas in the SEC. But everyone else, maybe Missouri would vote against it too since they left the Big 12 to get away from Texas. But they would need, I believe, two others to vote against it. And, and basically what I'm, I've been reading and hearing is that the rest of the league is going to vote for what's best for the SEC. And what's best for the SEC is to become the first super conference with OU in Texas, it's an arms race, just like it was back in 2010. You don't, you don't want to be the last school or the last conference, rather, trying to add schools. And the SEC knows this. You know, they're able to land the, the two preeminent programs in the Big 12, tie them in with A&M and regionally in Arkansas and all those schools. It just makes it makes a world of sense to me for the SEC and, for frankly, for OU in Texas, which, which stinks for OSU. It's a dark day for OSU. It really is. I mean, I just – I don't know how they're going to come out of this, but – that, that anyone hoping that the SEC schools will vote against this, I, I just don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, and I think even even if Missouri, like Missouri's not going to stop Oklahoma or Texas from doing anything. Let's be honest. Like, <laughs> like okay, Missouri, that's really cute that you think that you know that you can do this, but but you can't. And then A and M, it's just like 
what the heck? Like the A&M Texas rivalry was a, you know, a big thing um, whenever I was growing up, but it's, it's, it's not very, I tweeted this out yesterday. It's not very often that in a, in a little scuffle that the university of Texas comes out looking like the good guy. Um, but, but with this, with A&M, you know, you know, leaking all this stuff um, allegedly, I guess. And then saying, no, we don't want, we don't want to play with, with Texas. That's just like, how do you make Texas look good? I don't understand it. And that, that's just, Oh man. Yeah. Th- that whole, that, that portion of yesterday w- was quite hilarious that a Missouri thought that they could control Oklahoma and Texas and then B that, that Texas A&M somehow made the university of Texas look good for the first time in, in years. <laughs> yeah. A&M, A&M's right there with Missouri. I'm, I'm calling the shots. They're not. So yeah. they can, they can just take their sec money and be quiet. Would you do this Marshall? You mentioned SMU in Houston, which I like, I like, I like quite a bit, actually. They should have added Louisville last time around, but that's that's water way under the bridge. Would you add, and again, this doesn't make geographic sense, but I think it makes football sense. Would you add Boise and UCF to the Big 12? So I think I like Boise more than I like UCF. I'm not sure why I don't like UCF, but I think it's just because... Huge school, largest, largest enrollment in the country. Well, uh, that makes me like it a little bit more. It, I don't know. I'm such a... like On the NCAA football games, I loved redoing the conferences but i would do them in a way that made so much geographic sense like i I had all 12 texas schools available in the same conference so it just it feels like ucf is in either sec territory or acc territory and i just don't like you know the one big 12 dot being out there um i I do like boise state um i'm not entirely sure what they add uh, apart from football i bet i guess that doesn't really matter that's something that you can kind of figure out later um but I don't know. Do you not, do you not like the North Dakota state idea? I kind of like it because like, like I said, they're in a spot where it would not make sense for them to join a group of five conference because they're winning national championships um, at the FCS level. Uh, you know, they're so dominant there that it would not make a whole lot of sense for them to, to join a group of five. And then all of a sudden just be, you know, average like everybody else. So I, I kind of like the idea of, of North Dakota state, you know, kind of jumping to a, a low tier um, power five conference. I, I don't know what the, relationships are like um as far as the north dakota and south dakota schools if they would want you know another representative there but but that's that's kind of what i like i like boise state north dakota state um smu and houston smu is kind of on the rise again you know they they had that obviously the death penalty and and it feels like they finally kind of i I wouldn't say gotten back but they're starting to recruit better in football starting to play better in football their basketball program's been been really good so I, i think smu makes a lot of sense I just, I don't know why I don't like UCF and I guess I kind of realize a, a bias in that aspect, but, but I just don't like UCF as much. Yeah. I think I'm with you. I like UCF. I like the fact they have a huge enrollment. They have like 55,000 students, which not, not many people realize. I didn't realize until this all came about last time, just how big of a school it is. It's crazy. It's the biggest school in Florida, which I never would have guessed with Florida and Florida state being right there. Um, you could talk me into North Dakota state. I do think they would bring some credibility football wise to, you know, when, when we start discussing with which conferences are better, which teams are better in those given conferences, I do think they would add some respectability because again, I, I, TCU was kind of winning, they're winning at a higher level than certainly North Dakota state was, but I mean, they were in the mountain West winning big. They were, they were looked at as a small, small timer school that was having a big success. So I don't, I don't hate the idea of Boise and North Dakota State and those two Texas schools. I, I wonder about BYU. Where are they gonna are they gonna remain independent in all of this? Because they they flirted with the Big Twelve too. I just I worry about 
all the issues that arose last time with not being able to play on Sundays with other sports and just all of the, the kind of headaches that come about with BYU. Yeah, I BYU's on this list of, of things I'm writing for for the site, but yeah, BYU the, the Sunday thing is obviously a, a big issue, and then but but other than that, I think I like it. Obviously, it's not the the biggest of enrollments because it's private school, but you know Oklahoma State's already got Baylor and, and TCU in it, so you know the, the the BYU fan base is devout despite being you know a, a smaller group. So I, I don't hate BYU. Um, but I, I think the two no-brainers are definitely Houston and SMU, and you, you know you just kind of dive deeper into Texas than than maybe you were before. Well, I think the uh, the big dogs are about to meet and discuss all things you and I are discussing. The Big Twelve athletic directors, according to Brett, Brett McMurphy, uh, Big Twelve ADs and CEOs meeting at five o'clock today to discuss Texas and Oklahoma potentially joining the SEC. So I, I do think Chad Weiberg and his cabinet will be there to discuss this in terms of where does the Big 12 go from here? And I would be fascinated to be a fly on the wall for those conversations because, man, they're, they're between a rock and a hard place should their two, their two leaders, uh, financially-wise, uh, leave the conference. So that, that is a bit of news today with the 5 o'clock meeting of the Big 12 ADs and, and CEOs. I'm curious to see what they come up with, Marshall. Yeah, if you're the Big 12, what can you really kind of do at this point? It doesn't seem like... It seems like at this point, OU and Texas are kind of like dead set on leaving. And it's like, I, I imagine the Big 12 and, and the rest of the schools are mad at OU and Texas. But at the same time, they're probably going to somewhat attempt to try and convince them to stay. So I, I don't, if you're the Big 12, I don't know, you know, what really there is to do at this point. Maybe this, it's more so a meeting to say, hey, like, we need to stick together. I don't, I don't know. This, this is, the Big 12 is in a, a really, Oklahoma State's in a rough spot. And the Big 12 is in a really rough spot. So I, I don't even know what the Big 12 could, you know, hypothetically do at this point. Well, they need to <clears throat> they need to have Fox and ESPN on that conference call because the only way they're going to convince these schools to stay is if they up their TV deal. But Fox and ESPN, they were hesitant to negotiate with the Big 12 last, last spring. So I think there were questions from Fox and ESPN about this conference financially. So unless unless they can kind of coerce more TV dollars. And even then, I don't think they can offer what the SEC is offering. I just, I'm with you. I don't, I don't know what they could possibly do to convince them to come back. I think they might discuss more what you and I have been discussing. How can we save this conference? Who can we add? What's feasible? What's not? What makes financial sense? What doesn't? Uh, will the Texas schools be on board with an SMU in Houston to save their league? I don't know. Those are, to me, those are the biggest questions they're going to have to ask. Yeah, and you know we've we've talked about you know cutting pieces of the pie shorter and shorter as it um, as you know the the Pac-12. I imagine I don't know I don't know what you know a school like Oklahoma State would even think um, if if you know the Big 12 is like hey we're going to add you know four teams get back up to twelve then all of a sudden you know your money that's already you know significantly smaller than the SEC is getting cut into fewer pieces. So like what is a school like Oklahoma State going to think of that idea? Will they understand? that, you know, this kind of needs to happen to kind of help rebuild the Big 12? I don't know. There are so many questions. Like I said at the beginning of this, it feels like I've, I've just been dazed and confused for the last, you know, 48 hours or whatever it's been at this point. Well, you're not alone. I'm sure the, the athletic offices in Stillwater have been the very same. Uh, any more parting thoughts, Marshall? This has been a, a fun kind of emergency pod, but any, any other topics you want to discuss? I, I don't think so. I think I have 
many of thoughts, but none of them are in a straight line, um, coherent in any way. So I think I'm good for now. Well, things are moving quickly. I'm sure something will happen over the weekend, and we can discuss that next week on the Pistols Firing Podcast. I'm Carson Cunningham. Marshall Scott, thanks for filling in once again for uh, for Colby. And who knows, next time we talk, maybe we'll be uh, packing our bags for the West Coast. Maybe. You know, I hear the sun's nice out there. It's definitely nicer than it is in Ames and Manhattan. That's one solace. <laughs> I, I'm with you. I don't like to be up in the cold, so... I wouldn't hate West Coast, even though uh, I'd be staying up way too late watching football. So, Marshall, appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thank you.